This week, I am joined by the delightful Pavel Ravensky. Um, he lives locally to me. I've known him for a number of years because I used to work with him. Uh, and Pavel is also a client, which is very interesting. Um, but we talked today about how he is developing his software to help accountants get more value for their clients if they use SageLine 50. Now, we find a lot of people are moving to cloud solutions, but SageLine 50 still has its place. And with the tool that Pavel makes, accountants can get more value from it. So without any further ado, uh, here we go. Oh, I love that music. Pavel, how Hello, are you? How are you doing? I'm fine. I just returned from a trip to the Czech Republic for two weeks. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and what was it like out there? Well, it was very, very hot, honestly, but few days on the summer house in the forest somewhere in central Bohemia just made me refreshed and new ideas, you know. Fantastic. Fantastic. And hopefully you're going to tell us all about those today. So um, first off, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, please, Pavel. Yes. So my name is Pavel Rovensky and I operate a company called Hexner Limited. Primarily, we are a software company and we create a product called Proud Numbers, which is basically quick, easy and instant solution for creating management accounts from Sage 50. And in addition to Proud Numbers, we do a bit of bespoke development, either with or without Proud Numbers. Perfect, perfect. And um, just for full disclosure, um, we, we, we had a chat earlier, full disclosure, um, you're actually a client of mine, aren't you? So, so, so you, you, we're actually working together. I'm helping you through my um, business coaching. So uh, just, just so everybody knows that. How's that working for you? <laughs> yeah, that is, you know, basically, to be honest with you, Hexner has been around since about 2007, even 2006, because that was the time when my job situation dramatically changed here in England. And then basically, so we created Hexner and and over the years, we always have been struggling with that notion of marketing. And we just never know, you know, how to grasp it with both hands. And then I was sitting in, in my chair in January, and it was just yet another January. And I was thinking, well, we need to crack this. We need to crack this. And I was thinking, well, I have been speaking with Ashley, which was my former colleague some years ago. And I said, well, I need to pick that phone up. And I'm glad that I did, because basically, you know, the things which I didn't understand, I suddenly started to understand. So when that basically the notion of LinkedIn networking, basically, I believe you have just added that missing dimension. I don't know how you do it, but that's your kind of secret. But it was working for me and it is working for me. And I'm really looking forward for months and years to come because it, it, it's great well that's love that's lovely to hear pavel um so yeah we did used to work together donkeys years ago um it's probably 10 10 12 years ago wasn't it um we were both at digita um and and so this this working relationship we're, we're, we're getting into your marketing we're getting you doing more linkedin we even getting you doing videos man and now we've got you on a live but the thing is I've been in the accounting space for ages, so 16 years, and everyone's moving to cloud accounting, but there's still people out there that are using SageLine 50. Now, SageLine 50 is a cracking little product, 
And there's certain things that it does that none of the cloud accounting softwares can do. And so people are wedded to that, that platform, that program, that software. But you've come up with something that will give them some extra bells and whistles that they can add on to what they're doing with Sage Line 50. Is that, is that right? That, 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 that's how I understand yeah, that's, it. That's absolutely correct because what our program does, it's, you know, it depends how you look at it really. But honestly, I would say if we start from the humble beginnings, it's really a utility which gives you that formatting management account spreadsheet with native formulas. So you still can do some bits and pieces with it immediately, how it comes from the press, how to say. But also what we do, we offer like basically transaction inspector. So if you are in the program, in the graphic user interface, you can just look what the number, what is composed from, what the transactions are, what have you done, how it become the number it represents. And that I think people find it really remarkably in a sense that it is just there that it is just kind of something which they are thinking well you know and that's 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 really what we do and i i think the really our goal is that this becomes some kind of utility which is available out there and just people can can use it and we want certainly to progress it in the years to come yeah, so the, the, the thing is, at the moment, then, if I wanted to get some numbers out of my SageLine 50 data, so I'm running a business, I've got stock and stuff going through, et cetera, et cetera, and I wanted to run some numbers. If I didn't have proud numbers from you, what would I be doing and how long would that take? Yeah, that's that's exactly the question, which which is a good question, because if you are going to do it once, yeah, then... I would say even on one use, we are faster than you would do it manually, but probably nobody will go into that expense, which currently is 380 plus VAT per year. However, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You said 380 pounds per year. Yeah. Software out there is 380 pounds per month. So it's 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 really not an expense, but carry on. Sorry. Yeah, but basically, once you look at it from the fact that you need to do it every month, then suddenly the figures start to make sense because every month that boring task of say doing some connecting to the databases, pulling data out, trying to assemble some spreadsheet, getting it together, collating it, you know. It's a several manual tasks and suddenly you have something which basically is just is there. So it's, it's pretty much that, you know, as as much as <laughs> but users are asking, can you really make it at the one button operation? And I'm saying, yes, we can, but just you just need to, you know, instead of let's say three or four small logical steps, you know, we are just trying to get it into that one thing and Obviously, we support multiple companies, so they what they really are asking for is, can you make it that the multiple companies will get out in once, you know, and then suddenly that things is is making a great sense. No, fantastic. Users. And so these 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 companies that are using you know the SageLine fifteen, and you know it's it, it's 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 the de facto bookkeeping software, isn't it? SageLine fifty. I don't know how many. Um, companies still use it, but but basically, if you were running a business, you had Sage Line Fifty, didn't you? Is that is that you know going back over the years? 
Yeah, it, it is like that, because I would say it's like that phenomena, which it was the first software probably out there, or first significant, because obviously I haven't been in the UK in 90s or before when PC era came and then somebody wrote Sage or whoever the story was, three students out there hired by a businessman. So basically that's, that's the official story. So basically, you know, that is just that phenomena that if you are first on certain market, then your kind of tail is going to be very, very long, practically forever. Yeah, in absolutely. So, but but the, these companies that are still using it cannot cannot move over to the um, to the cloud versions, can they? Because because of some of the the anomalies that they they account for. Is that that's correct, isn't it? Yeah, we see we see various companies, and I also remember, for example, a company in the hospitality industry. You know, there were like few hotels, and their their use case was very very specific. You just wouldn't wouldn't really believe it. What how they, what the way they use it, and then how they were assembling data with Proud Numbers. That was one of the first clients ever on Proud Numbers. No, fantastic. So um, apart from the the, the the bit of software that you do you say you also do bespoke software as well so how would that affect me in my accounting or bookkeeping practice then Pavel? yeah basically we kind of do two two sides two sides of the things really that one is the bespoke requirements for brown numbers because where there is definitely we have a big advantage because we have been there with the accountants and bookkeepers out say since about really since digital times and the proud numbers development started in 2012 the first version was out there about 2016-17 then we also created basically a budgeting module which allowed basically to bottom up budgeting and we are also currently offering some bespoke modifications if there is really something which we don't don't cover out, out of the shelf, out of the box. So and then in terms of bespoke software, I have now been, I'm now cranking probably my 31st year in the profession, still loving it. And so, yeah, I like these various requirements. And I believe for certain type of business problems, you know, like this, for example, stocks, you know, financials, you know, ordering, you know, all, all kind of inventory management. You know, I think with our experience and also like fair to say also with my wife experience, which was working in the payment industry for two decades, we kind of have certain advantage in terms of having the all what it takes from business analysis, design and then development. But also, I would say, I would also, you know, what we need to mention is, you know, the network of our consultants who work with us. One of these is the Rob, who is graphic designer, because one difficulty we had over the years, we just didn't put enough attention to that graphic user interface, you know, nice icons and look and feel. And we kind of, I would say, over the years, we kind of build it up that skill to a very remarkable level these days but it is definitely definitely like the commitment which Rob, Rob did for us and how he kind of was working with us and also Susie Kevin who is like a management accounting consultant kind of well known in southwest so she has been 
working with us since about 2017. So it's quite a long time. Yeah, and, and, and this is the, the important thing to, to remember is when you're running a small business, um, having the great people around you, people that can help you with other things that may, maybe is, isn't on your, your core focus. And, you know, working with accountants and bookkeepers, I see that an awful lot of the time. You know, they, they, they may want to do mortgages. They may want to do financial advice and they bring in other consultants as well. So it's just picking from that pool, isn't it? Absolutely. And then obviously we were lucky to have um, to know certain people for years and years. So basically it was it is like a big advantage because what I'm finding and also working with you coming back to our working relationship is that we are like I am personally very analytical. So basically I'm trying to find why and then eventually quantify it and what we have done and why we have done and then it's kind of gets that long-winded stories, you know. It's almost like if you would open book of mathematics and you would say, well, we need to evidence this. And then you go like, oh, page number three, I'm lost. Yeah, and it's still 20 pages to go. But what I'm finding with these consultants, especially in this kind of art-related industry, which marketing definitely is and, you know, broadcasting media, what I'm finding is that when you work for a certain time with people who understand you, they somehow are able to pick up the idea which you are bringing to the table. And then the result is what you wanted, despite sometimes really not either telling them, but you know that you they kind of not really absorb it. But then, then when they get their tools out of the bag, you just see, well, they actually got what got what I wanted, you know. So yeah, I, I, kind I, of my experience from last say six to 12 months and i think it's it's remarkable that no it's 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 great it's great seeing the transformation um when i first started working with you to think that you'd be doing your own videos um would, would have been a little bit of a stretch but i just love the way that you just went for it and um and and because we are all different okay um you know i play guitar i, I do all of this stuff I'm, I'm very very creative you're probably one of the most intelligent people that i work with uh pavel and and, and uh you know it, and it's it's sort of like trying to work out how we get you to do different things and it, it's absolutely brilliant watching that transformation um you're, you're talking to accountants you're talking to bookkeepers what sort of challenges are you seeing them have at the moment pavel I would say the challenge which we are trying to help and we spotted is I would say that the environment out there basically it's becoming different as it was say 10 years, 15 years in terms of planning. And I, I would probably mention, you know, late Pete Ashton, he was like a member of FSB from Biddeford. And I remember how he said, well, you really can't plan so well how you could plan, you know, many years ago, because basically it is everything is changing so much. And the outer conditions, you know, in quarter by quarter, let's say, or month by month. So I would say the challenge for them is, you know, to pick up, to pick up where the things are going wrong and where the things are going right from the data which they have and knowing the businesses and trying a little bit to add the value, you know, to the business owners because they just might not be aware about early signs where things might just, you know, doing like day-to-day, day-to-day job, you know. That, that's my kind of feel and I think that is why Brown Numbers got certain attention in the in the space. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And and the, the thing is with... um. 
we need to plan. We need to know what's going on. And and I guess plugging into your software, we can actually see trends and look at other things. Is that right? Yeah, that's absolutely right. And that is like was one of the big, big uh, challenges which we had in say last two months that we really wanted to put in a little bit of this charting capabilities. So basically that you can not only see the numbers, but you could also see some charts which kind of help you maybe better to visualize, you know, especially, for example, if you can do, you know, like a week by week sales, if somebody really has that, you know, big turnover, frequent small transactions that maybe there are some trends in the data which you could you could pick up, you know, easily just with, you know, so that's that's. And that, that I think is important because it's same with our accountant, you know, he's also helping us with certain like, I would say, strategy, strategy and tactics, how we should do things and, you know, how much the projects are going to cost, how we should budget for the projects, etc. You know, so that is, I think, where I, I see it and especially management accountant, which is their primary objective, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, so... Where you're you're actually helping accountants to to do all of this with with proud numbers. Do you go further? Is there other things that you can do to um, help our accountants and bookkeepers do better reporting and and help their clients? Well, to be honest with you, this probably would fall in that bespoke software product category, because basically the really the goal of proud numbers is to be off the shelf product. Yep. And that that kind of marries with my kind of how to say mission, because obviously when my employment with certain company in view ended in 2006, then I was very much looking after my kind of new challenge, and that challenge really was the shareware, which is which means try before you buy. Yeah, it's really that kind of, and I'm very big fan of all kinds of relatively small and inexpensive software, which I use in my daily use of computers. But these software usually are written by one or two people, which many of them I met in person because I, between 2007, 2010, I attended European Software Conference, which was specifically targeting shareware market. So it was kind of, and then you know came the desire to kind of get into that get into that from that kind of corporate world really switch into that delivery of the shareware you know which brown numbers effectively is try before you buy where did the name Pride Numbers come from then, Pavel? I've never asked you that. <laughs> and that's yeah, not on the list. That's, that's, that's not on the list either. But I, I'm that's, interested that's to know really a little good, bit about really, that. Really good question. And I was just thinking, well, when that name came up, that is, you know, the, the person to mention is basically what his, oh, the name is just dropped from me. But I went to a certain training in uh, Swindon, yeah, by basically Andy Bryce, who is basically one of the top, top, top developers in this shareware space. And that evening, you know, then we were discussing, you know, all kinds of things. And I was thinking, well, I think I need to have the name for this product. And I was thinking, why not proud numbers? Because the business owner should be proud what he has achieved. 
Brilliant. So these numbers, yeah. you know, are prou his proudest thing in the end of the day because it's just a measurement. You should not see the money behind it. You just see should see the numbers and so proud numbers. And wow, I registered the domain and then in that minute, that second when I got it, the idea, I registered the domain and that was it. Fantastic. No, I love that. Absolutely love that. Um, And, and the other thing, and, and, and I know it's not on, on, on what I normally ask, but you've got a very, very interesting hobby. So um, tell us a little bit about your aircraft. Yeah, that's basically the... So my really... I remember, you know, that first uh, contact with that hobby. And when I was about, say, 13 years old, I was I was doing art in an art school, basically like an after school club, it is called here. But I basically then got to some position where I felt, well, I'm not really progressing. And I remember as it would be yesterday, you know, I went for an exhibition of the local model club. And there were two gliders, you know, which were on display and we can discuss how they were and what exactly they were. And, there was the moment I said, wow, this is something really interesting and I should really join the model club. So I did. And then I started to do basically free flight models, which basically are models which do not contain radio control. So they go with the wind in circles. So they natural, wow. natural composition, how they are set up is to make circles. And this is about, say, 20 to 40 meters, depends, of radius. And the goal is that you catch the thermal. Because when the, when the hot air pushes the model up, then, then it flies. And can fly very, very long time and away. So we have a little timer, a little clock on board, which basically kicks it, sends it down into a kind of downward spiral it almost like lo looks like a, that cork opener the trajectory when the model is like rotating in order to get down from the thermals so that was my one one side of the thing but then in year 2000 i kind of decide, decided to leave czechoslovakia or czech republic and i went to iceland and there there is not much opportunities to do free flight in Iceland, so I have the only. I joined the cl club which was called Theatre, and basically with help of one of the locals, his his name was Skeldur. I built my I built like a glider with radio control. I built also a foam delta wing, and then I also built a ignition power engine model not ignition, it's basically methanol, so it's glow, glow ignition, yeah, it will be another discussion, but there are basically three ways how to get into that radio controller, and I, the, the, the fact what I wanted to say, I tried all three, not Fantastic. one, not two, but all three ways. And you're still flying today? I am still flying today, I'm still flying competitively, I, basically my biggest success was, I think it was a second place on UK wide. I also flew a couple internationals, flew UK championships. And in terms of radio, that is just probably the certification for A level is, you know, in front of me because in a local club you need to have, you need to be certified, you know, which effectively means you can, 
you can emergency land if the engine cuts down you know which should not happen but can happen yeah wow wow you dark horse you dark horse i didn't i didn't know any of that and i didn't know that you you, you used to live in iceland so that's another conversation for yeah, another day yeah that was 2000 to 2004 yes oh wow what a mad country that is anyway i think we've run out of time um how can people get hold of you yeah, the best is probably through LinkedIn or through Oh, our music website. to my ears, Pavel. <laughs> yeah, so LinkedIn is, you know, it's kind of the messenger from LinkedIn is pretty good. It always comes through. So, you know. Oh, so, fantastic. So it... I've got one one more question for you. But before I do that, I'm just going to uh, go and have a, a sh share it with everybody who I've got coming on next week. And I've got. Johan Gori, and I don't know how I'm going to manage him because every time I get a comment from him, he always moans at me because I go longer than 15 minutes. So I'm sure we're going to have plenty to talk about next week, but I'm really looking forward to having a chat with him. Um, it's been lovely chatting to you today, Pavel. My very last question. When you were at primary school, okay, and you were running around the playground with your shorts on, what did you want to be when you left school? Well... On the primary, that is that is a tough question, but I probably would say my ideal job would be somewhere, you know, somewhere in that aircraft industry. Because what I'm saying is, you know, people on the model glider competition, there are two groups, you know, one group which works in the aircraft industry. And the other group, which for some reason doesn't work in the aircraft industry. And, and, they, and they want to. No, I love it. And they wanted to. But as one pilot said, he was actually 747 and this big, you know, 380 or whatever is the, this biggest, biggest. And he was saying, well, you know, Pavel, when you are in the cockpit, you know what the airspeed is. So you know where, whether you are flying or not. But when you are standing on the ground with your radio control, you just estimate the speed of the model so you know you shouldn't be ashamed that you didn't become a pilot because you are actually a better pilot than i am in the cockpit because fantastic. i know fantastic 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 pavel what a great way to end a lovely show thank you so much for your time today uh, and if anybody wants to get hold of pavel uh, you can do and this i don't know if you um you, you, you you're not going to know this pavel but this is um episode 50 of my podcast so uh little milestone for us both there so thanks ever so much indeed cheer everybody and all the best bye-bye we go another podcast in the bag i've been ashley leeds you've been wonderful thank you so much for listening if you want to hear more then please subscribe and i will see you again another day you can find me on linkedin if you want to catch up if you fancy being a guest on one of my shows i do live shows on linkedin twice a week but I also plan to do some real podcasts uh, where we just do audio and probably record it to go on the YouTube channel. And we can talk about absolutely anything in those. So whatever you want to do, get in touch. And thank you for listening. You get out what you put in. Never gonna lose, never gonna win. Long as you're happy, you're always gonna grin. You get out what you put in. You get out what you put in. Get out what you put in